0: The views and opinions expressed on the LNM Radio Network solely belong to those who make them and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the LNM Radio Network or our affiliates and advertisers. In America, there is real evil. It lurks in the darkest shadows in our most ordinary towns. Between the worlds we see and the things we fear. There are doors. When they are opened,
1: nightmares become reality.
2: Okay, we have feedback or something going on? No, that's a car outside. Okay, I was wondering that. But uh, (laughs) anyway.
0: That's because I had a hot dog. I was
2: hearing this extra noise when I was playing the intro. I'm like. Am I hearing things?
0: (laughs) Yeah, you are, but it's my neighbor's for you.
2: Wow. But uh, anyway, I'd like to welcome all our listeners to...
0: (laughs) What a grand opening. Yeah, for the grand
2: opening of uh,
0: Chip's Neighborhood. Or Monster Timmy on <laughs> Al Hallow's Eve, the eve of Al Hallow's Eve, here on Supernatural Realm with the great Tim Rockspray. This is uh, co-host Chip Reichenthal with Monster Timmy today. Uh, and Red Bull grins. Chippy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Red Bull. <laughs> it's our Halloween nicknames, man. It's, we're trying to, you know, amp up the the scare factor, you know.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So you win. <laughs> yeah, I
2: think that I think that car that went up the street. You know, amped it up a bit. That,
0: you know it's, as soon as I get into radio, everybody loses their muffler, seemingly, in my neighborhood. You know, I don't know what's up with that. It's uh, as if they know, you know.
2: Yeah, they got the <laughs> six cents or something.
0: Yeah, anyway, right. Chip,
2: uh, if you want to announce our guest. and uh,
0: Yes, with honor. Uh, today, we have Cindy Sauer. And, and just in time, uh, for the, uh, celebrating not only the eve of All Hallows' Eve... But Tim Roxbury and Cindy Sauer today celebrating their four year friendiversary because they really uh, met uh, this day uh, four years ago. And that's a very cool thing. And so I'm celebrating my my friendiversary with uh, Cindy Sauer also because we just met. And it's the same day, though, you know, Timmy's (laughs) got four years on me. But, you know, that's okay. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Okay, so let's let tell you about our phenomenal guest today, uh, Cindy Sauer. Her, Cindy's earliest experience with the paranormal occurred around the age of five. Uh, she and her sister witnessed her recently deceased great-grandmother at the edge of their bed late one night. From that moment, she was intrigued by spirits in the afterlife. She sought books and papers on the matter from the moment she learned to read as an adult She dabbled in amateur paranormal investigating around her longtime home of social circle with her brother and her best friend. Uh, She enjoyed it as a weekend hobby, was successful in being drawn to places that produced good evidence. Uh, She also sang lead in a band band for several years during this time. See, Timmy road trip. Mm, I see you know, this. We, we can sing in bands too. Uh, she probably does a much better job now. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> She'll regret that road trip, I guess. <laughs> 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 Most of all, she enjoyed being a mother to three girls and a wife to her husband, Jim, but her happiness was cut short in 2009 when her husband took his own life unexpectedly and she was left to raise her children and deal with an insurmountable grief that weighed heavily on her. Months later, she began experiencing things in her home she knew was paranormal in nature from her previous experiences. Little did she know uh, she was dealing with something far more sinister than she could have ever fathomed. In the months and years to follow, her nightmare became so terrifying that she sought out the help of a professional paranormal team and a priest and none of them could have foreseen the ongoing battle that would ensue for all of them. That was a real and horrible war against evil itself. And today, Cindy lives in Savannah, Georgia, and reaches out to professionals in the field for answers herself and others who may be tormented by demonic forces. Her story was featured on an episode of Destination America's hit show, A Haunting, which is titled The Exorcism of Cindy Sauer. And, you know, I... Geez, that's—I mean, I've heard about it. So yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, right? You know, uh, and and so it's been one of those episodes that seems to be one of the most talked about, and uh, a phenomenal thing that we we should uh, uh, <clears throat> announce today is uh, her book is now out, The Exorcism of Cindy Sauer. Uh, it came out uh, just May of this year, so in essence, it's brand new, and you know we'll be promoting it today, Timmy. Eh? Yes, we will. Cindy, welcome to the show this evening
3: Thank you so much, guys I appreciate you having me back on, Tim and <laughs> It's been so long, it's been four years Yeah, it's it been
0: two It has been 2 it seem
3: like it, it seems like yesterday
0: Right, it's like time goes by so quickly now
3: It really does, it yeah. does
0: Especially with Timmy now, you know I've been a bad influence on mine with those <laughs> monsters You know, all drinks <laughs> Yeah, right so, Monster Timmy. <laughs> oh my goodness! So I like that. That's funny. Yeah. Right? And it's appropriate for All oh, Hallows, you know. It so, sounds it, kind
3: of Timmy from South Park. Timmy.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? Timmy.
2: I do play that once in a yeah. while.
3: I do play. That he
0: does. <laughs> what was that? I He got that sound effect that says. Oh
1: my gosh!
3: Why um, am I not yeah. surprised?
0: It's a beautiful thing.
2: Cindy Cindy, I guess the first question I wanna ask at what age, um for those that never you know, haven't heard you yet, at what age was it that you had your first paranormal experience and uh what did you think of it?
3: Oh, well, it was around five and wow. um you know, I was like four or five years old and uh my great grandmother had uh passed away months before and um my sister and I actually saw her sitting in a chair that was facing our bed at the foot of the bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she was just, she was sitting in this chair. And that was my first experience. Um, you know, uh, she, I, I didn't quite know what, you know, what spirits were at that time. I don't think, were you, you know, ghosts or paranormal things. I wasn't, you know, I, I really didn't know much about that. Mm-hmm. but um i knew that it was not normal i knew that she was gone so it was very it was scary i was pretty terrified um we covered our heads up and uh we went to sleep we just stayed there till we fell asleep and um we were both pretty scared so it was kind of a scary experience for me at such a young age especially
0: mm-hmm. did you an older sister or a younger sister
3: it was an older sister she was three years older than me mm-hmm. so um <clears throat> yeah, we were both, it was pretty scary. We, we were both pretty terrified.
2: Were you able to tell your parents about it? When they Did they verify that that was your grandmother that you saw?
3: Well, um, we lived with my, um, all in the same house. It was split, but it was my grandparents and my parents, you know, mm-hmm. my brothers and sisters. And my great-grandmother had actually stayed in the house as well. She didn't die in the house, mm-hmm. but she was sick. And she did stay in the house, you know, when she was ailing. And, um, until she went into the hospital. So, uh, you know, we were very close with her. She was mm. in the same, you know, the same house. And my, my family has always sort of, you know, mentioned the paranormal spirits, things like that. It hasn't been anything that was, um, you know, even at that age that would have been like taboo or off limits or not believed. So yeah, we absolutely did tell, you know, my grandmother and my mom that next morning and they, they, you know, they believed it. They didn't ever say, oh, no, that didn't happen, or you had a dream. Yeah, they didn't discount it. But it was sort of just kind of, you know, let, let go and, and not really mentioned very often.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but, uh, you know, there are several little stories that I remember as a child, um, my grandparents and my mom, you know, talking about uh, in the past mm-hmm. that kind of uh, related to things that were paranormal or, or just odd. So it was nothing that was out of the realm of um, normalcy for my family.
2: mm mm-hmm. So so your family knew of the paranormal and had their own experiences also?
3: Yeah. Um I can remember my grandfather even um you know, he would tell his story sometimes. And um it's it's interesting, you know, thinking back now that they always sort of took a, a not really a darker turn, but more of a you know, a creepy, spooky turn, um mm-hmm. all his stories did. And some about when he was a child, um and would hear this knocking up and down the halls when he was a little boy and his door would open.
0: Yeah. And, um, you
3: know, as a child, we were just completely fascinated by this and a little bit scared. We lived in a rural area. So, you know, we got dark when it got dark outside, it was dark. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, you know, a little bit creepy as a kid, but, um, we, we really did enjoy to sit and listen to him. And my grandmother is the same with her. She had, you know, things that happened throughout her life that she would speak to us about. Um, you know, just tell stories on the porch, and and uh, it was just very interesting. So it, it's something that you know my my mother's parents, both of them, had previous experiences as well. So you know, I, I guess it sort of ran in the family. Mm.
2: I was just I was just gonna say that I I'm, I'm feeling that maybe you were in, empathic all your life, and you're kind of born with that sensitivity that that you can see, feel, and hear things. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's um, part of what's going on and been going on with yeah. you.
3: I think that is part of it, but I think that it definitely um it's definitely easier for for things to you know, I guess occur mm-hmm. and uh, for me to pick up on things for sure. Uh that it, it's always been that way and you know, not knowing what that was, you know, particularly um and not you know, knowing what having empathy or being empath or being sensitive was i just you know as a kid i just thought i was overly sensitive about things and um my parents you know i would get distracted very easily or be deep in in thought you know Mm -hmm. just off in my own little world and um hear things and see things and have these imaginary friends and stuff that to me it was normal but Mm -hmm. um you know i think it worried my parents a little bit sometimes but I, I never knew until I got much, you know, got, got older and into um, adulthood uh, that th- this was a thing. You know, I, I had no clue, and I still don't. You know, I, I don't, I don't have any kind of um, abilities. I, I don't really say that. I don't want to put it that way. I'm just a sensitive person, mm-hmm. and I just leave that. You know, that, that's where I leave it.
2: Right, and I think sure. that's that's what draws this stuff to you you know i don't know whether or not you protect yourself or have protect yourself with with stones or um catholic um necklaces or anything or or you know dating sort of grounding and light you light know, yeah but um, yeah
3: absolutely i do especially um now mm-hmm.
2: um
3: i i do ground you know whenever i possibly can uh i think that's important mm-hmm. i have you know, things that are sort of standard for, or you know, my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep water around all the time. Oh, um, very yes, good. I do. Um, mm-hmm. I wear rosary uh, beads. I oh. do wear...
1: Timmy I, rosary beads. Them, yeah.
3: yeah, and I go through them a lot. I go through them a lot. Like, mm-hmm. they break all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you'll be happy to know that your friend of four years here. Is now making his own rosary beads. see, and his mom ah, makes these, and they're fantastic. I mean, he's got pictures of them online and everything. So I'm proud of my brother.
3: Here, so. <laughs> oh well, I'm proud of him too. Yeah, I do have I'm, the particular um, rosary that I'm wearing right now. Mm-hmm. I've had for a little bit since I went to Massachusetts, and it has not broken. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very special to mm-hmm. me. It was given to me by um a very special person um john and you know it was a an interesting trip to massachusetts and he did give this to me in a time of great need and um it has stayed on me and it has not broken so wow yeah so um he also gave me some frankincense and myrrh because we did need those and um he gave those to me. He also gave me a necklace with a stone on it for protection. So I've got that on as well. So, yeah, I take measures. Yeah. I, I do protect myself as much as I can. That's good. And um, I think that, you know, something that's given as a gift from someone who's important
1: mm-hmm.
3: and who does care, I think that that goes a long way because intent, you know, is, is, it's a big thing. And mm-hmm. um, I really feel like that's one of the reasons why this hasn't worked yet. So,
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know, we're holding on to this one. <laughs> and um everything's good so far so it has not broken.
2: That's awesome.
3: Yeah, it is. So thank you, John.
2: <laughs> That's great. Chip, you have anything you want to any questions or follow-up <laughs> questions you want to ask Cindy?
0: Yeah, I just, you know, I I I I have been listening and uh, very enchanted all, already, you know. And uh again, we're very excited for the new book, The Exorcism of Cindy Sauer. I you can find it on Amazon. I know that because I'm I'm looking at it um and anywhere other than amazon you can find it before i get into my word question for you
3: uh yes you can also find it on barnesandnoble.com awesome. uh you can find it on dark moon press that's the publisher you can find it on oh, their okay. site yeah um you can also i have a box of books right now so if you do want a signed copy from me you can message me on my public figure page which, which is, is Cindy Tower. It's it's Cindy Sauer on Facebook. And um you can also contact me, let's see. Yeah, um through my you can um my website which is Cindy Sauer at Wixsite.com. dot com.
0: Oh at the Wix. But, mm-hmm.
3: Yes. And you'll you'll be able to find I mean it's not hard to find me. It really isn't. Um I'm on Instagram as well and on Twitter. Um wow. so you can just the name you 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 put the name in and you'll find me. And um I can get you out a signed copy and have it mailed out pretty quick, so um we're wow, doing that as well
0: that is so cool mm-hmm. um I should just do the the spellings uh cindy is uh, c i n d y you know and uh sour is s a w e r so it's that's S-A-W-E-R. cindy sour S-A-W-E-R. oh did i say oh I, i'm sorry wow
2: <laughs> it's hey, uh,
0: red bull hasn't kicked in yet i <laughs> guess <sir>. <laughs> <laughs> S-A-U-E-R, yeah. Yeah,
3: when I got married, it took me a while to learn it, too, so.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I'm looking right at it, and I, you know, it's just <laughs> one of those days, man. That is um, Well, I've got four years to catch up on this whole friendship thing, you know, so. <laughs>
1: yeah, <I'm just laughs>
0: And, you know, I, I get the whole thing you were saying earlier about empathy, because I didn't really learn empathy until I was in my 40s, and before that, <laughs> I was just nasty, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah to you. Yeah, right. Uh, but but my my unusual question for you uh, goes back to the uh, uh, you and your uh, older sister, three years older than you, uh, yes. and saw your uh, recently deceased uh, great grandmother uh, sitting at the edge of the bed. I, I believe yes. was um, my weird question is, you know, uh, considering all that you've been through and all we'll be talking about for the next uh, couple hours here. Uh do you see her as uh, some sort of protective element, oh, you know good question
3: uh, Well you know at the time um it was scary you know like I said oh, we sure. were we didn't know oh, what to make of yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, we were scared um I think now you know looking back on it I think that there may have been um that protective element there and and that it was you know her um appearing as a source of comfort maybe Um, and and it, you know, she, you you think about it in hindsight and there wasn't anything threatening about her appearance. Mm,
0: Uh, She
3: had, she had sort of a glow about her and it was, it was almost like this, um, how I don't know. It was this iridescent glow. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and she was very whole, you know, very solid. She wasn't, um, transparent or anything. And she was wearing, uh, the 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 dress or gown that she was buried in I do remember that it was a teal wow. color it was oh, kind wow. of satiny I believe and that's what she was wearing so um yeah and I, I mean we knew it was her she it was uh you know looked just like her and um you know it, yeah I think there there was a, a a sense of of comfort now looking back on it that maybe I didn't I couldn't understand it at that time because it was very confusing and scary. Well so.
0: sure you're in like four or five years old. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Was that your sister's first experience too? You think um I'm
3: not you know what, I'm not sure because she um she's had experiences throughout her life too, so I, I couldn't say for sure if that was her first. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it was a significant one, but um I don't know. I'd have to ask her.
0: It's yeah. a good question. Yeah, yeah you know, I uh, no reason to get the family together you know
3: <laughs> absolutely yes
0: so you live anywhere near you now?
3: um no she. unfortunately my family right now they live pretty far away they live up in the northern area of georgia so i i'm kind of down here you know doing my thing on my own and and not able to get up there as much as i want to but um mm-hmm. yeah we do when we can
0: mm-hmm. yeah savannah's a nice town you know i've been been through our city but you know it feels like a town because
1: it's that, yeah it, that it's, it's not place.
3: very big it, it's, C- it's 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 a quaint little place yeah. it definitely is cindy wh well, when did you start
2: uh first start ghost hunting so to speak
3: um i you know uh it was after it was you know several years after I got married
1: Um,
3: mm-hmm. uh, yeah i was in my it was like twenties early thirties
1: mm-hmm. and
3: um It was amateur stuff. It wasn't anything, you know, too elaborate. It was before all the ghost shows on television and and, Mm -hmm. um, all that. And we, it was simple. We had a recorder sometimes and we would have a digital camera. That was it. You know, just that and ourselves. And um, we would, we would go to graveyards mainly, actually. Uh, In the area Mm -hmm. I lived in, there were a lot of graveyards and a lot of uh, historic graveyards. They were pretty old.
1: Yeah, the history.
3: And, um, oh yeah, we loved it. And um so that's kinda what we did. We didn't want, you know, people getting wind of it because we lived in a small town and, and people running around looking for ghosts wasn't really you know, that was kind of frowned upon. So
0: Yeah, especially at that time because oh, T V shows weren't out yet, you couldn't talk about no. that I like that you went to graveyards, though, you know, I know. Before, before Timmy has his next question, you know, that was kind of a bone of contention for a lot of paranormal groups. They thought mm-hmm. it was like cheating, you know. Right. Oh, why do you want to go to a graveyard? It's because, because that's where the dead are, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but it's too easy, you know. You got to go yeah. to a house where you think they might be instead of a place, you know, where they, they are, you know, it's like, yeah. some, you know, it, it's like, that's what weaklings do, <laughs> you know, I mean, and right? Uh, empty.
3: Yes, the graveyards we went to—they were uh, um, old, and there were some that were, you know, reported to have a witch's grave in them, and oh. um, evidently witches were buried in, an, in the opposite direction of most uh, of everyone else. I, I forget oh. exactly. Yes, but if you ever go into a graveyard and notice that all the graves are basically the same way, mm-hmm. and um, so the witches are going to be buried a different way. Wow. I I didn't know that until I recently, I don't know, like a year and a half or two years ago, I was looking it up. But So there were some graves that were different than the others. So we would kind of hang out in in those places and try to, you know, see if we could get some evidence there. But, um, you know, that was the more interesting part of.
0: Well, sure. Yeah. I didn't know that until today, you know, so it's a good thing we're friends today. You know, Timmy's got four years on me, but that's okay.
3: Yes, and you're learning
0: yeah. about witches today. So yeah, <laughs> and catching up on the Red Bull here. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. In mean, the meantime, many. monster Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> my
2: when when I, my sister and I were teenagers, she used to go up to the local cemetery with her friends and like have parties and stuff. But mm-hmm. you know, little brother Timmy was never invited. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, that's not fun. Oh, <laughs> but
3: see those were. Parties,
1: yeah, she like, yeah,
2: and just hang out and look at look look at grape stones or whatever she said she was doing, but I think it's a little more than that, but
0: anyway, oh <laughs> see, and that's why he's a monster today,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I feel so bad, I didn't know that,, yeah.
3: we actually had a graveyard in our yard when I was a kid, oh, yeah. wow. We did, and we one day we got determined we were going to dig one up. So
0: wow, yeah, that's we, what we, kids do, right? Yeah,
3: they do. And my my parents and grandparents just gave us shovels and sat and watched us for two days. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: did you get far? Thought,
3: no, yeah. no. I mean, we got like three foot max, maybe right. Wow, maybe. well that that's was a, you know, that's still third. pretty
0: impressive. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Especially I got picked up. Bit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. So things you'll do
3: for a child.
0: Yeah, but it's perfect discussion, you know, for the eve yeah. of uh, All Hallows' Eve. You know.
3: Well, it absolutely
0: so, is. Yeah. Wow. Witches and graveyards and. Yeah, I'm learning stuff, man.
2: Hey, I got I got a pretty funny uh, graveyard story.
3: Oh man.
0: A <laughs> I, I, couple <laughs> years couple
2: years ago, I was I was helping out the graveyard, you know, cutting the grass and everything, weeding around the the stones. And uh, there were a couple of times where I would wear my paranormal team shirt up and while I was working. And the guy that I was working with uh, had told me that I i wasn't to wear that shirt up there, that there were family members visiting uh, their loved ones at the grave site, and uh, it would kind of leave a bad taste in their mouth, so. Needless to say I didn't last her very long. <laughs> oh wow.
1: But yeah, see, yeah.
0: we're we're learning all sorts of things today. Yeah? <laughs> Boy, I'm 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 glad I'm a part of this show. You know? Yeah, right. So cool. I don't have anything like that, man. <laughs> you know?
3: No graveyard stories?
0: Well my, my my best friend in in childhood, he actually uh I saw him at the moment of his death. You know, it's kind of a long story there, but for another time. Oh, wow. Uh he. You know, yeah, and it was a whole different I was almost twenty one it was a whole different thing but but he uh he had a job um, at a local graveyard digging graves you know?
1: wow Actually,
0: hes yeah he's he spent a summer doing it, you know, and uh he liked it better than they liked him, i guess <laughs> you know I'm talking about the living people you know yeah.
1: yeah.
0: He, he thought he was doing a good job. I think he only reached three feet in each one. Maybe that's why he didn't last. You know, more that, than a summer. It,
3: it's a lot harder yeah. to dig a grave than you think.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I'm. I'm not even going to try now. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it's nice to know that about you, Tim. You're not
3: going to yeah. try. Have you thought about this
0: or? Uh... <laughs> yeah, I, all the time actually. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, you know, uh, I used to like going to Gray, except when we were kids, you know, because the mystique was there. You know, when you kid, they had this one cemetery about 20 minutes away in another city altogether from where I live, that was, uh, had the reputation, you know, for the, for the bad stuff, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: we all went there, and we were kids. I think we were like 10 or 11, you know, and very susceptible. But I, I swear that um, uh, somebody threw a rock at me. You know, it's but there was, but there were no living people around with rocks in their hand <laughs> or, it you know, a, because I could see all the living kids, you know, so it had to come from a, someplace. That, that's, oh, boy, were that scared woods. me. Were,
1: were oh, there yeah. oh,
3: that was a Sasquatch. Woods. That's all that is.
0: Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I feel much better now. See, I'm <laughs> learning so much today. I know. Oh, <laughs> well. so, uh, Cindy, so, Cindy, to okay.
2: to get to get kind of the backstory of of your book. Um mm-hmm what was the, what was it like after your husband passed away uh, with your experiences as far as the supernatural goes?
3: Um, it was, uh, there was nothing really immediate. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, you know, it was several months after he passed away is when, uh, you know, things started to kind of happen. I got, touch i got grabbed at one point um you know i I grabbed from behind turn around there's no one there um we had uh different religious items that were being you know torn up or broken um we had a there was a crucifix that um was on the wall i've been there for years um and one day it just fell off the wall and it broke uh the The image of Christ broke at the wrists and at the ankles. Wow! Um, can it can, was metal.
0: Oh my goodness! So, yeah. Can Can I yeah. uh, ask? Uh, you know, uh, I don't. Uh, forgive me if this is too deep, but um, at the t- at the time these things happened, what, were you uh, because I know you. I mean, I can't even imagine the grief that that uh, something like that causes. And I guess my question is, what? Uh, were you still in uh, deep with your grief at the absolutely. time that these things happen? Yeah.
3: Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, when you've known someone for that long and they've been a part of your life, you know, so deeply, it's hard to lose someone, you know, especially before their time. But when you couple that with the fact that it was a suicide, mm. the grief is it's a whole different sort of thing. And uh, we were very much you know still in the throes of of grief and and confused and and not being able to under understand or grasp things so you know i was still pretty shaken up and and i was still pretty um you know just emotionally distraught and mm-hmm. and a mess
0: mm-hmm.
3: so this this really was not the time for it
0: uh, um, another another deep question and forgive me for this one too that's okay. it, it, do you, but at at the time especially when these religious artifacts were uh falling off the walls and and uh, getting you know finding damages and, and where where Jesus wrists and ankles were uh, had, is it fair to say you had still like lost your faith
3: Um you know I think that at that point I'm I'm not really sure that I had lost my faith I I, I just feel like emotionally I was um you know, I was just spent, right? Mm-hmm. And and just you know drained, just just like a dry well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was in denial. I I was very much in denial about what could have happened to this thing and what was going on. And of course, you look at it and think, okay, well, you know, something it just fell off. Um, or you know, you come up with things and mm-hmm. you you just kind of play dumb. And mm-hmm. and I was still at that point. You know, so this was pr- pretty early on. Um, in the whole thing. And so I was, I I just didn't, I didn't have the capacity to try to even, to try to even go down that path.
0: Right. Figure out no, that, could, I, that makes a lot of sense. Somehow. That's a very normal thing, actually, you know, as, yeah. especially when, you know, and, and the irony is that, you know, having had experiences before and all this, and I mean, that's the last thing that's on your mind. And it's very normal to, uh, reason away these things, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, even yeah. even part of a actually technically a very good investigative technique, too, mm-hmm. but I mean, in this situation you 're not you're like you said your mind's not there, and you're you're just finding reasonable explanations for these things to happen and yeah, absolutely. cindy yeah
2: when when you were going through this grief of the loss of your husband and then the friend asking you to go ghost ghost hunting, do you think maybe? you were susceptible to something attaching itself to you because you were in this grief mode?
3: Um, I think that um, I, I think that it's definitely a weakened state. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that uh, you know, it, it does leave you I mean, maybe more open. I think it, it, it definitely maybe not so much open as much as it uh, you sort of, you know, it's a it's a negative thing to to be in pain and to be grieving. I think maybe that's sort of a magnet of mm-hmm. sort, you know, for for things like this. You know, they're they're searching out that negative energy, and that's sort of fuels them. So, um, you know, I, I definitely was in a vulnerable uh, state. You know, physically, I was mentally and emotionally um, and spiritually, mm-hmm. you know, all the way around. Uh, I I was definitely not, not in a good place Mm -hmm. for sure. Did
2: you, did you feel something right away when you got on the property that something wasn't right?
3: Uh, we, we went initially that, um, morning, the early afternoon to, to look at this place and to, to, you know, get the layout and and to see, you know, how it was. And I was very drawn to it at first. Mm -hmm. Um, I had been for a couple of years. And when we went inside, I was just in awe of this place. It was just, it was amazing. It was huge. It was, you know, I couldn't understand why someone would just leave it. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I had a few experiences, just small things inside, nothing too major. But we did, you know, it it, it would just, there was was an undercurrent there that was just a little off, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But later that night when we decided to come back to actually go in and, you know, try to try to get some evidence or see what we could find. That's before we even got to the property. I was already on edge. Mm-hmm. I was anxious, and I was like, I was fighting myself to, you know, to just go and get out of the car. I really did not want to. There there was a big part of me inside that was just fighting it and did not want to get out. But I just brushed it off. I was like, you know, it, it's okay. I, I'll shake it. It's no big deal, you know. Mm-hmm. So so I went anyway, and I did I did have reservations before I even got there, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you think that, you know, something laid dormant for years, or do you think that actually something from that location kind of followed you home?
3: Um, at the time,
1: mm-hmm.
3: I thought that that's exactly what I thought. I thought that, you know, when the whole incident was over, I thought that something had just, you know, attacked me at this house. And that's what, you know, that's what I thought at first. It was an isolated incident and um, kind of, you know, just chalked it up to bad luck and said, okay, this happened. It was not fun. It was not pleasant. It was terrifying. And I'm just going to stay away from that house. So that's, that was my initial thought. That was my hope anyway. I was just hoping that, um, you know, that it was something isolated. Mm-hmm. and that I was over that and it was done and I wouldn't have to worry about it again but I was not not correct unfortunately mm-hmm.
0: Now when you say attacked what what do you mean
3: Um I this this uh energy is I guess the best way I can put it it was um very very big um very strong energy and it rushed me Uh, and when it did, it, uh, it, um, it it took a few minutes, but I was essentially at that point taken over. Um, and I, you know, had what I call an attack. It was the first one I had and it was, it was just, it's being taken over by something else and exhibiting, you know, the, these, um, behaviors that weren't mine and sounds that you know, I was not making and, um, you know, losing control of, of my body, basically.
0: And how long uh, about did, did that uh, takeover uh, occur? Like a couple of minutes or longer well, or shorter?
3: Initially, when we stopped at the bottom of the driveway, it was only, I don't know, maybe a minute or so. It wasn't very long, but we pulled off and went down the street a few blocks and had to stop, you know, just to kind of get our bearings. And I was still very agitated. And mm. when we stopped, we had another incident that happened. You know, the, it was it was um, the same thing, but it was more drawn out and and it was, you know, like it fully enveloped me and took me over. And I'm not quite sure how long that lasted. Um, mm. You know, it's it's the whole sequence is it's pretty. Um, intense and you know even when the initial um t- taking over or attack is done it takes it takes a good amount of time to just be able to recover where you can um you know where you can where you can kind of get back your 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 senses and and be able to function pretty well so um i I can't say for sure because the the whole thing was such a blur i I can't say for sure how long it lasted. Um, But I know that we did get home, you know, we got home around daybreak. It was, the sun was starting to come up when we did get home. And I only lived about 20 minutes away, 15, maybe 20 minutes away. Okay. Uh, It was a, it was a, it was a long night. Mm -hmm. Very exhausting night. I was very, very drained. It took me several days to recover from that.
0: I can imagine.
3: Yeah. Yeah, It's it's
0: not like you were in a good place when this whole thing started, you know. No. I can just it just kinda of piles on.
3: It did. It it did start to very much do that. It it started to build and just um you know, just just um go from there, you know, from bad to worse to to really, really bad. So um yeah, it just kinda of progressed. That was on actually September the twenty ninth of uh two thousand eleven when that happened. Wow. So, yeah, so how, that's a date I cannot forget.
2: So how long after that did, did you guys uh, decide that you were going to contact uh paranormal team to to validate what was going on with you and, and, and your home?
3: It actually, um, it went, I mean, relatively quickly. I'm not sure how long these things generally take. I, I don't know, but um, it was actually the day I decided I needed to get help was... Mm-hmm um october 31st of 2011
0: on halloween yeah, yeah. Uh, um now wow. do you think this is the, the this uh this, this same thing that uh, took you over in, in this beautiful house uh that nobody had a business not being in anymore um yeah. you know at, at first for initially for a minute and then for a blur which you know we can uh, honestly understand perfectly uh, well, do you think this uh, uh, was the same thing that followed you home?
3: Um, I, I think that it was. I think that, you know, now and, and not soon after, you know, the the mm-hmm. initial attack. And when I got mm-hmm. home and things were happening there and I suffered more attacks at home and I realized that this probably wasn't something that was attached to the house. And it was probably something that, you know, was with me. So I do believe that it was one and the same. I think maybe that it just used the opportunity to um maybe throw us off. Maybe you know, just it was the right time and and it was the right place and it was easy for this to happen. I I don't know. I there are a lot of a lot of ifs and a lot of questions still that that are not answered with this entire thing. So um you know, there's there's speculation and we've gone through several scenarios and uh you know a couple of maybes so yeah. uh, I do think it was the same thing I'm not quite sure how okay. or why
0: right it's you still know. impressive though even in retrospect now you know to say that you don't know for sure but yeah, no. I think there are a lot of people and you know the, look you're in the industry too you know I mean I've been in the industry for a while and you you meet some people you know when you're in the industry
1: yes uh, you do. that
0: have stories that you go oh come on now <laughs> Yeah. You know, but um, and uh, you know, and and in with that said, you know, they're uh, the kind of people that are seemingly doing this for some attention, you know, and you can kind of sense the the difference, you know, uh, between between your story, let's say, and their stories, and you know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I, I do, and You're
3: and the, that's the thing is with, you know, with this entire um, thing and me choosing to speak about it. Mm -hmm. Um, It was very important for me to uh, be candid and to um, not, not have anything that was off limits. You know, Mm -hmm. the, the, you can't take away from it because um, it's what happened and, and I can't change what happened, you know, and the truth doesn't change it. It's, it's there. And, and um, you know, it was very important for me to be upfront and honest because it's hard to talk about. It's hard to hear a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of people that, that go through things like that, won't talk about it. And somebody needs to, somebody needs Mm -hmm. to, this needs to be a conversation. This, this Mm -hmm. needs to be something that people discuss because even though this word, the D word is thrown around so much in this field, It's never really talked about. It's either dismissed or, oh, no, it's a it's a demon, you know, that I'm dealing with or these these things aren't real or, you know, everybody has their own opinion, but it doesn't change whatever your opinion is, whatever your belief is. It doesn't change the fact that this is happening to people Mm -hmm. and that it is is the same thing, you know, consecutively that is that is tormenting people or that's afflicting people. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter what you call it. It's not, it doesn't change what it is. Doesn't it change doesn't change what you experience, do you? you
2: know?
3: Yeah, know. and it doesn't change what it does to people. And, and it needs to be spoken about. The, the, the truth to this, the, you know, the, the core to, to this subject, it needs to be spoken about. Not, oh, I'm a demonologist. I help fight these things. That's mm-hmm. not the answer. Because if that were the answer, then people wouldn't have to go through one or two or three or ten or twelve exorcisms.
1: Mm-hmm. We
3: do not have the answer. We don't, and we can't pretend like we have the answer when we don't, and, and that's why I talk about it, because there are people who need, who need help and who need some sort of answer or, or somewhere to turn to be able to help fight this, because this ends lives. People take their lives over this. Mm-hmm. People, and people fall into deep depressions. People get locked away for this when it, it needs to be acknowledged a hell of a lot more than it is in this field.
1: Uh, it,
3: yeah. it, it really does. It's, it's important. And it needs to stop being a way to get attention and a way to gain fame and a way to make money. It's, it's, right. It really it, it saddens me. It makes me sick to see people turning to this as, as, a, as a means of popularity. Right, when, right. when people, this is hurting people. Cindy, and it, it needs to be spoken about on that level.
2: Cindy, have you, have you reached out to anybody else that has had their story on the show?
1: Have you been able to um, no, talk to No,
3: you know, I've tried to do that. And it's very surprising when you really start talking to people about this and looking for someone who's had that experience,
1: mm-hmm. how
3: quick people shut down.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. And
3: how when you start to really want to connect with somebody about this, they can't really do it mm-hmm. because maybe, and I'm not going to, Bring up any name, I won't do that, but <laughs> I don't I feel do like that it's authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, i I can I can kind of pick it out pretty quick right. um, at this point. And and I've desperately, you know, reached out to people to thinking, oh my god, they they understand just for some understanding.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: And then you realize not only are they 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 don't understand, they actually didn't go through this, they've made this mm-hmm. up, but they're actually trying to use this to exploit, not just the situation, but you as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And
3: right. So, yeah, I, I've tried to, I've tried to reach out to people mm-hmm. and I have not had a lot of success, actually, mm-hmm. you know, finding someone who can, I did a lot of people who say they can relate and who've been through it and, you know, gotten attacked and all these mm-hmm. things. But I I really, I don't feel like I've found anything that's authentic as of yet. Yeah, I
2: really now, haven't. Next week uh Chip and I are gonna be talking to um Joy, uh Joyce Intenzo and Chris sleep her son Chris. Mm-hmm. they were featured on a show. I think I think either before or after years was, was, was featured, but they're gonna be mm-hmm. on the show next week, so if you want to listen in or call in. Uh,
3: yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. Right. Um you know, I I uh you know, we've been doing this now for forty years. You know, and I know the kind of people that you're talking about, and you know, it it makes me feel uh, incredibly bad that you're having this much trouble finding people to to really relate to on this thing. Not not so much, you know, can you fix this, uh, but uh, have you been through this? And you talking about how a lot of people that really have gone through this shut down, um, and and the people that you really uh can't benefit from (laughs) i won't stop talking um uh and you know notice how how quiet overall chip is today (laughs) on that note um but you know um but i i since we're having this conversation um uh, maybe you can help address a concern that i had absolutely when i go on uh, twitter or facebook and i see people you know They try to get their cameras into, uh, I don't know, maybe their cats are reacting to something or maybe there's kind of something odd that moves that they caught on camera and automatically go to the negative, you know? Here's a yeah. devil, here's a demon, here's an... E- and that, that concerns me. Or any time that their lives really start to suck, they really go there, you know? <laughs> uh, I yeah. Maybe I'm possessed, or maybe that, you know, there must be some evil influence on me. Oh, yeah. We are really trying to dissuade that sort of thing because they could talk themselves into that, you know? And they don't know what they have coming. And since you do, um, your thoughts on, on that sort of thing? And and I'm sure you see it all the time too.
3: Oh yeah, I do. I, I and I get people who message me. Oh, sometimes they message books, you know, just these long um <laughs> <laughs> they, do, yeah. they really do. Yeah. And um, you know, I have to have to just <clears throat> go through this and, and read it and mm-hmm. and um you know, it's funny how you know, I think that, you know, in 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 part, in a large part, actually, that these television shows have really set people
1: up mm-hmm, for, mm-hmm.
3: for things that are not good. And the fact that they, you know, everybody watches these shows and thinks, oh, man, well, because this happened. Oh, yeah. no, that happened to me. Oh, it's, a, you know, it's got to be a demon, you know.
0: Right, it's, right. Yeah. Or, or we'll <laughs> go into these investigations and scream at spirits. That should work. You
3: know, you know yeah. when, you're, when you're having adventures and looking for ghosts. You know, you you never know what's going to happen. And uh, it's really, really, really it almost infuriating to see these uh, guys on television, um, you know, always possessed. And, and and then doing things like, okay, well, I've been possessed by a demon. So now we're going to open up a, uh, you know, a museum with all these haunted objects and possessed objects, <laughs> first objects. And we're going to let people come in and see it because that's Mm. what we do when we get possessed, you know? And that's, that to me, you know, they, they they do this and, and it's a great disservice to, to the field and, and a a hugely, hugely just, they're really doing a, just doing a disservice. That's, that's all, I'll just leave it at that.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, No, preaching to the choir today, you know, both of us. yeah.
3: Yeah. And, um. And people think that, like you said, they think, okay, well, you know, I've got a demon here. Because I actually, it's a funny story, I actually um, consulted with a with a local team here about a case. It was uh, maybe last year.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, there was a person in town who had recently moved there and claimed that the house was haunted. Not only that it was haunted, but that they were also dealing with a demonic entity. Oh. And that they had all these incidents that happened, you know, wrote this whole thing. And they've been dealing with this group for, uh, I think, several months. And this group was not entirely convinced. And so they asked me for a little bit of advice and help and wanted me to meet with this woman at one point, which she never did meet with me. Um, She would never answer her phone. Uh, Mm -hmm. So she she actually said that. One of the incidents that occurred in her house was that there was a, uh, I guess a like a fun-sized potato chip bag, you know, the the kind that's the single serving, and then it was, um, like, like moving, like it had a mouth, like opening and closing the the top of the chip bag and crawling like a, a worm across the floor, evidently. Mm. And she said that this occurred and how ha- it, it it happened for five minutes straight. Wow,
0: that's some.
3: She so, never thought to go out of the room to get a camera to document the evidence or to go wake someone up and say, Would you come and look at this? Because come on, if a potato chip bag is, is talking in your kitchen, are you not gonna go get someone else? <laughs> yeah,
0: right.
3: I'm sorry. First thing you're gonna do is start screaming, You've got to get in here and see this. And you're gonna take pictures, you're gonna post it all over social. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah, you're not gonna yeah, yeah.
3: you're not just gonna sit and watch it in fear and fright for five minutes.
1: Potato. So, stuff
3: like that. Also, looking at the woman's Facebook, she is a very avid, you know, drinker as oh, well. So, yeah, so we kind of rolled that out pretty quick. <laughs> but it's, it's that sort of thing that, you know, people really want, a lot of people want this to Attention. happen. And you're right. Yeah. I, with they start to even, you know even generate this sort of energy
1: mm-hmm. you know
3: i feel like that that's not it can't be good. i mean you look at it practically there's no way that it can be a good thing no. right well it really can't be a good thing and um you know if you do this enough yeah i mean I, i'm sure that you get their attention whether it is they want to you know actually do anything or not but you know just giving feeding the whole entire subject that sort of attention is not good because it's just creating more negative energy mm-hmm. um and and also these people who think, okay, well we're gonna go hunt a demon. We're it's we're determined to go find it this time. We're gonna summon it and call it out. That is the most idiotic thing that you <laughs> ever do in life. There is, this is stupid. And I'm just gonna I'm call, I'm calling it what it is. It's it's dumb. Mm-hmm. And if you you if you make this your your hobby that you know you're as a paranormal investigator you're gonna go provoke these things. Well then you get what you deserve in mm-hmm. my opinion. right. And also it's a it, you're mocking the people that have to go through this that, that don't want to.
0: Right, and, right. And it,
3: I- it's your own fault and not to mention the fact that you're not going to go into a location and do an investigation and become possessed immediately. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen that way. That work right. You may be uh you may be oppressed a little bit and these things may, you know, um you know, possibility that it attaches to you, but it's not, possession is not an immediate thing that happens, like, in an instant or overnight. It, it doesn't work that way. Takes years. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so people are just, they're they're just mixing the pot, essentially.
0: Yeah. And, with, and this message from somebody who never asked for this, you know, who wasn't yeah. looking for this, who wasn't even thinking that this was going to happen. be anywhere in the, that the realm of possibility.
3: No, I stayed away from that subject, even... You know, even though I it was, it was it, very interested in, you know, in in these spiritual things and in the paranormal, you know, my whole life. The subject of demons, demonology, all those things, I avoided, like, the plague because it terrified me. Mm-hmm. And um, as much as I enjoyed the whole, you know, the whole concept and, and you know, what, the, the mystery of, of the whole thing, I avoided that. I did not look into it. I did not study it. I did not research it because I was like, I'm not even going to go. And find a list of names because I I might put myself in danger. I was very careful and I stayed very far away from it. Um, So, and that, that leads me to another subject too. It, it doesn't matter really what your, you know, what your belief is, what, what walk of life that you're in or, you know, what your age is or um,
0: what faith you are,
3: your religious affiliation, what you believe or if you don't believe at all. It, it it's all the same to them. They don't care. They don't care what you call them. They don't care what you refer to them as. That doesn't matter. Any anybody can be subject. Um, nobody's off limits. I don't care if it's a, uh, you know, um, a a a Catholic priest or or a, you know, there, there's just as much chance of this happening to them as there is a a Satanist who's been, you know, doing rituals and worship for years. It, it's it's it, it can be either one. You know, Mm -hmm. um, just because it happened to me doesn't mean it's going to happen to my family and it hasn't. Mm -hmm. And we had the same experiences growing up. We went through the same things. Um, it's, it's not that easy. I don't think that it's that simple. Um, I think that there are many things that come into play, but at the same time, just because you believe a certain thing doesn't mean that it makes you off limits Mm -hmm. that you're safe. And just because you protect yourself. Or you decide when you go into this case where, you know, where, where there might be demons that, you know, that you're safe. Um, and it's also dangerous. There There is an element of danger that goes along with helping people and aiding people who, who are trying to expel or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Um, these things, you know, you're, you're, there's an inherent risk that goes with that as well. There's also an inherent risk in, 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 you know, um, voluntarily being a part of a person's life who is afflicted. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, that's a choice that people make. And it's a very, it's a very heroic choice in my book. Right. And, um, you know, those are the people, those are the people in this field that, that, that need the credit. And those, we need more of those people in this field, mm. you know, people who are, who are upfront, who are skeptical. And who who visit these things with that eye of skepticism
1: mm-hmm. that are
3: open and um, are willing to, you know, to dig in and do the hard stuff, the, the stuff that people don't want to talk about. Um, those people are the ones that need to be recognized and um, I think held in high esteem
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, because that that's a very scary choice to make. There are some Catholic priests who will not make the choice to have anything to do with exorcism right. and they've been priests for years, but will not touch the subject and refuse to have anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not to be taken lightly no. and uh, way too many people do way too many people don't take it as seriously as it should be taken.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: they have, I think people and pub- the public in, in at large have an overall view of what um, possession it is a is like and um you know i think we have a very very hollywood sort of um perception of uh you know what what a, what happens mm-hmm. and what the experience is like that that probably needs to be dispelled to a certain degree
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's made um, more novelty than it should
2: be.
3: yeah absolutely yeah there's, there's I, I don't only, really think it is there yeah. there's a lot more involved than your body being overtaken. It's it's so much deeper than that. So much intricate and, um, so much more profound than just that. And, um, that's a very small part of what the entire, the entire, um, it's not an experience. I don't want to call it that because that, that, you know, denotes sort of a, a positive, um, sort of air to it. It's, it's, um, it's a situation maybe is, is is a better term for it and um it's not a positive one
1: mm-hmm.
3: and uh you know more people need to know about you know the depth of it and the effect because it has this sort of ripple effect that is it, there are so many things that people don't think about and that would never would never it would never occur to them that happen you know during this whole thing Um, It's a very mental thing. It's a very emotional and spiritual thing that are far deeper than what happens physically. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's the more terrifying part. It's not the external stuff that happens or, uh, you know, what what occurs when, you know, these things take over, which is which is terrifying. And it's very difficult to go through. And um, but it's the internal stuff that that's the hard stuff. That's mm-hmm. the terrifying stuff. Um, yeah. Cause it's never ending. And you, you know, it's it, when it's inside of you like that, it, it's hard to, sometimes it's hard to, to grasp things. And, um you know, it, it, it's done in such a way in such a, almost a, almost a gentle way at first it's done in such a way that it takes you off off guard. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's this, this, um, this line, you know, between yourself and, and this other that is there and it starts to blur over time. It starts to,
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know, it starts to kind of blend and, and, um, yourself starts to blend with this other, Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, it's it, almost you're, it's, it's, it's almost like you're fighting against each other for dominance.
1: It, 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 yeah, it is. Point.
3: And at first, it's very much like that. But then it becomes this thing where it's more of a uh, instead of a fight, it's more of a dance. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. and then and, and,
2: and, and then when you are under a full attack, you're under it and don't even know that you're under it. You don't remember anything when you come back out of it. You, you and you know people that have experienced your attacks have told you that you, you did this and you, you know, you got on top of furniture, you leaped, you attacked them. And when you come out of it, you don't even know that you, that you did it. You don't know anything yeah, that happened
3: while you're under there. Well, it, the thing is that you're the, and I, I can't speak for most people or anybody else, but mm-hmm. I was very aware that the situation was happening. Okay. Um, I was very aware of what was going on. I didn't remember everything because like I said, it's very internal. This internal mm-hmm. battle is going on where you're trying to, you know, to, to, to hold on and, and you're being pushed back. And, um, so it's a, it's such a struggle inside that you're not exactly sure of everything that's happening outside.
2: Mm-hmm. That's what um, I was trying to say.
3: Yeah. yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, People have, people do, you know, people who have experienced it do tell me, you know, um, what happened, you know, some of the things that I may have done or, or that did occur. <clears throat> and um, so it's, you know, it's not um, on TV, you know, and on the movies, they, they um, present this person who's perpetually in this state of possession. <clears throat> and that's um, you know, maybe in a bed or, or being restrained and um, it's a constant, you know, state and it's really not that way. It's not a constant state. It's um, they're always there and you may be it in a lot of it is more internal mm-hmm. and a lot of it. People don't see, you know, other people when it's happening, they, they don't know that some of these things are happening because they're happening inside of you. Mm-hmm. But when a, attack happens it's not a constant thing and you're not in this you know sort of state where you're just laid up and and you're not functioning and um you know you don't know what's happening for these huge amounts of time
2: so you are so you are aware what's going on when these attacks happen
3: yeah and i think it's for me i feel like that that's more I, i feel like that that's unfortunate because you have to be aware you know that you're forced to be aware of what's happening you're forced mm. to to just kind of be pushed back and to not um to not be able to control it even though you want to and mm. you don't want this to happen but yet you have to it has to happen and there's nothing you can do and i think you know that's far more um disheartening it's far more um it's It's a lot harder to accept mm. that that's happening than it would be to just not remember it um because there's a certain level of of guilt and shame that goes along with this happening and you not being able to stop it because it's you
1: mm-hmm. you know
3: it's your physical form and it's it's your body and and yet there's nothing you can do and and you know it's easy to really feel like you're to blame for it. Because these other people outside of you have got to experience this. And it's, it's, you don't, you know, these, these people, you don't want anyone else to have to go through this. Mm -hmm. You don't want anyone else to have to experience it or see it. And, and when it does happen, especially when it's somebody that, you know, that you, you care about so much. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: And that you, you love so much. You don't want them to see you in that state. Mm -hmm. And you, them to have to because it's just not something they see it's something that they feel it's something that they they have to watch and, and i've not been on that side i can't imagine what a what what a it's got to feel so desperate mm-hmm. to have to sit and watch this person go through this and not to not not you know to to not be able to just stop
1: it
2: yeah uh, that, that that's got to be very frightening for for people that love you too to experience that and go through that
3: it definitely has to be um you know I know that when when it happened and my friend John you know was there he he reacted and he he reacted immediately um Mm -hmm. I I can't I didn't remember everything you know I wasn't I was very inward at that point but um he His reaction was amazing, and he had never experienced this before. He had never gone through any of this. He's actually quite a skeptic, even though he's a paranormal investigator he's you know he he really debunks things he really looks into stuff um he's very good about that, so you're talking about someone who's a complete skeptic as far as you know looking at things and evidence and then here he is thrown into this this situation. And what does he do? He immediately goes to his bag, that he has. He pulls out Frankincense and myrrh and, and a um, a rosary, and he gets to work. No fear, no, you know, no reservation, and and he starts to pray. Wow. Um, and he keeps doing this and and calling to me until until um, you know, I have my wits about me again. So it's people like that 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 need recognition in this field, mm-hmm. you know, because not many people would do that. I mean, to be honest, and I've had people who've experienced these attacks and literally run out of the room like wow. they have completely fled. And um, people who have ex- experienced it and then, you know, never, never heard from them again or, or saw them again, of course. But, um, you know, it. It's rare to find someone who, who, who just steps in like that. And is like, I'm going to handle this. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's what we need more of. That's a rare, that's a rare thing. And if, if that hadn't happened that day, if, if it hadn't been him and he hadn't been there, I, what would have happened? You know, Mm
1: -hmm.
3: You, you look at things like that and that's when you really start to, start to, um, believe in divine intervention.
2: Wow. And,
3: um. Here, this skeptic was doing this job that most priests wouldn't take on. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, I, I, that, to me, that's that was pretty amazing. And yes. you just, you know, I picked myself up and brushed myself off. And he's like, "Okay, let's go, let's go finish this. Let's do our day." And that's uh, <laughs> admirable. It's more than admirable. It's it's astounding. Yeah. Never never flinching. So um, that's pretty amazing.
0: It
2: is.
3: Chippe.
0: Timmy oh uh, yeah um well first and foremost thank you john uh so this is the this is the same one that gave you the rosary that's still uh, intact
3: yes it absolutely is
0: okay well good uh good for him and yeah divine intervention i mean that makes a lot of sense <clears throat> i was just gonna uh say going back to what you were talking about in your own personal experiences you know it, it reminds me of Ah, uh, people in um, uh, that have battles with depression, you know. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not lumping one with the other. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that you know they start losing their will, and then it's a it's a fight to get their own will back, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 a lot of people have depression, so you know it's easier to make sense of of how you're framing it, you know, by putting it in that context. But not again. Uh, comparing the two at all because it's a very different thing but it's something people can identify with because it it encompasses mind body and spirit correct
3: absolutely yeah and um i have you know i've had bouts of depression for sure and uh also i think these things being around can elicit severe depression Mm -hmm. um actually i know they can i know it can because um you know, I, I think that one sort of lends itself to the other. I think if these things are present.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Certainly, depression can fuel things um, and they can also cause it, which makes things worse and easier for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's a very, it's for, for in my experience, um, being afflicted when I was, you know, the depression is very heavy. And it's much worse than just a standard depression mm. um and your thoughts you know your thoughts are are invaded, and uh you know it's easier for them to play on your emotions um very much and the the depression is so deep and it's so frightening that it's hard to it's hard to get out of it it's hard to to just keep your head above water if you can at all. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, it's, it's, it's extremely dark. It's much darker. Um, not to mention the fact that you have these things, you know, mentally speaking to you, telling you things, giving you ideas, putting images in your head, putting, you know, nightmares, um, sleepless nights, you know, just fear, fear of going to sleep because you don't want to dream, but fear of staying awake because you don't know what you're going to experience. Right.
0: Um, and again, so it's, it's like you don't want to talk to a shrink about this because they'll misdiagnose you, most likely. Yes.
3: No, you can't. I, I made the mistake one time of going to to a psychiatrist, and I had one session with this person, and uh, then I had another session, and they quit calling for follow-up appointments. So I, I yeah. didn't mention make- it's, I did mention it, and they were just completely um, dumbfounded. They had no, nothing, no, no no nothing to offer. Wow, um, nothing yeah. to say about it at all. Well,
0: like it's just uh, you know, I, I worked with uh, schizophrenics once, and that, that's yeah. the reason I'm I'm bringing this up is because I worked with schizophrenics, and I'm I'm talking with you now, and there's a huge difference, you know, yeah. because they w- I think that uh there are folks in mental health that'll put you in the same uh Attacore. company.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. But it, yeah. When
0: it's not that at all and and it's the voices in your head are are uh, much different uh, than uh in a psychotic break, you know, because oh, you're very different. you're lucid yeah. through all this and and yeah. and it's it's pretty obvious to see. Um you know, I've been uh, talking with a lot of people lately this is somewhat unrelated, but related, because you know Timmy and I are empaths, and we're we're really you know kind of feeling your battle here
1: mm-hmm.
0: and mm-hmm. Uh, un- understanding exactly how challenging it is and, and again, glad we're having this conversation. It's an, a very important thing to have and and you're dispelling a, an awful lot of things that need to be dispelled right. you know? yes uh, and i I've been talking to a lot of people lately who have had extraterrestrial encounters, okay. Mm-hmm. the ab- the abductee experiences and and you know and that sounds ridiculous to a lot of people but you know you talk to enough people <laughs> and you find that it, any part of the world you know uh, any part of the entire planet and there are very similar stories and again it it in in similar detail it's like this loss of control because you know this this light beam comes into the <laughs> living room yeah. and levitates them up and all of a sudden they got you know, these little gray things, you know, poking and prodding and, and doing these things. And, and um, you know, but it's a very similar element of uh, loss of control, you know, yeah, uh, absolutely. and a very unusual place to be. And what do you tell people once you're done with this, <laughs> you know, and, and who do you go talk to? Uh, so, I mean, it, it's it's similar in some ways to, to depression. And you said, you know, that that, yeah, of course, it could uh, feed a depression, too, or take a, de- a state of depression
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and say, okay, let's amp this up, you know, the, from these outside uh, forces. But, and it's a very similar, you know, um, some people even think that, you know, the, this type of thing is uh Extraterrestrial, the, the shadow people, or the demonic possessions and things of that nature. And I don't know if we can go there yet, but um,
1: yeah.
0: it's food for thought because again, it is so unexplainable. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and like you said, you don't have to have a particular faith for this to happen. You don't even have to have any belief at all uh, for no, this to no. happen. You know, no. absolutely. Uh, and it's extremely, uh, uh, you know, a vulnerable place to be and are really uh, glad that you're here and talking about this and we're having this conversation today and we're really proud you know of you that you're here and having this conversation um and it's a it's a it's a it's a nice thing to hear it's a hard you know hard to use the word nice in a situation like that but you know yeah. uh, uh but the, the fact that we're having this conversation and the fact that. You know the, the things that you're dispelling that, you know uh, Timmy and I hear over and over again, and, you know with the eye roll because you know we we know uh, that 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 there is uh, so much uh, influence, especially from the TV shows like you said, you know. Yes. now they have these more these new shows coming out, and there's a demon in the title, you know. Yes. <clears throat> You know, the demon that tried to eat me or whatever. And and it's, yeah, you I know, know and it's again, it's like, you know, can we get away from that? You yeah, stop uh,
3: already, you know. Yeah,
0: and let, let's have the real conversation. So, you know, it's yeah, a beautiful exactly. thing. And again, Timmy, you know, he finds these guests, man. I, You know, <laughs> geez. <Yeah. laughs> and, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm jealous, you know, I'll say that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's the, it's, we're, we're in the McDouble Club. <laughs> right yeah. On, yeah, rubbing yeah. it. Right that's what it is. It's it, that's all it is. It's nothing extraordinary. He just yeah, had to go there, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah, the <laughs> secret McDouble. Like all, oh, I love yeah.
2: things, but Cindy, yes. we got a we got about a half hour left, so um, uh-huh. I guess my question is now, what have you been doing the last four years? <laughs> no now well, and what's what's what's
3: I, been happening is... new with you? Well, um, I've done you know done quite a few shows now. Um, and of course yours was my, my springboard into this. So thank you very much. I, I will not forget that.
0: That's the gift um, of Timmy. I you. It, that's
3: right. Timmy. Oh, Timmy.
0: Yeah. yeah, Monster Timmy today. Um,
3: <laughs> Timmy. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> so I've, I've done several now. Um, you know, I've, I, I really started to, at one point I wanted to get someone to help me write the book. um because I did not feel like I could do it justice. I felt like I was not in a good mental place to be able to write this. Gotcha. So, I I tried a few times actually to get um people to you know write for me and it did not work out. Mm. Needless to say, uh one person uh did a few interviews with me over the phone and then um, did not contact me again.
2: Wow. That's kind of um, odd. <laughs>
3: Well, I think that you know, and I, I don't blame anybody. I think that you know, people go into it expecting one thing, and then when they start to get into it and realize, oh well, wait a minute,
1: yeah. you know, it,
3: it's a little more intense. Then, then it's it's tough. You know, it's it's yeah. tough. So, um, and then I went through another, you know, a, another person, and this this person was like, well, you know, I, I could write it, but I really feel like. I really feel like you need to do this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this that's a, that's see, that's a good writer because a, a good writer will know uh, when they can't do it justice, you know? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And um, so it took me, I started to write and that was about two and a half, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I started to write it and it was very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, first I had to come up with a starting point and I was like, you know, where do, where do I start? Where do, where do I start to, to kind of encompass this entire thing? And and I knew I had to start at childhood and I had to start at the beginning, essentially. So that, that made the decision to start at the beginning. And I began to write. And once I did, I realized that it's basically, I had to take all these experiences, which were not good experiences for the most part. And I had to put them all together, and that was a daunting task.
0: Well, sure, because um, you have to kind of relive them in order to to, to do them justice. And
1: absolutely. you know, I
0: mean, uh, uh, you know, I had a, I had a pretty good childhood, but I don't want to go back there. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, even in a good situation, you know, you just you know. Really don't want to go back, but you're talking about some very daunting memories and some some things that uh, even to this day might be hard to explain. So how do you put them in in writing? And and uh, yeah, I was, you know totally get that.
1: Yeah,
3: it was definitely a struggle um, to do that, and um, you yeah. know I you you do have to you have to. It was important for me to not just write this biographically, but to be able to pull the reader into this as much as I possibly could. I wanted people to be able to um, feel this, you know, on a a deeper level and to read it and, and, you know, almost experience it in a way, because I feel like, you know, again, that, that kind of lends itself to, um, to what the experience is like and what people think it's like, you know, the difference between the two. And so these experiences were hard to relive because you're not reliving them in real time. in in the minutes, you know, or hours that they happen, you're having to take this one experience and really dig in for sometimes a couple of days at a time. So it's very it was, it's a very emotionally draining thing. And um, there were times when I put it down and I just I had to walk away from it. And at one point I put it down for over a year and, and walked away because I just could not. I didn't have it in me. Um, and so you know, I, I I think that fate puts people in your life that are there for a, a time and are there mm-hmm. to to do certain things. And and there are people that were put in my path that kind of pushed me forward. Yeah. And um,
0: divine intervention, so like was, you said.
3: Yes. So it was this year earlier that I was pushed to write the book and finish it under no uncertain terms. So I dug in and I did it and finished it and man, it was a one heck of a roller coaster ride and um, it got done and I was completely exhausted. And then I was like, Oh, this weight has lifted off my shoulders. And then it's like, okay, now you have to, you know, it has to be edited and sent in and you have to, and I was like, Oh man, you know, it's not over yet, but (laughs) it was, it was a process and it did happen pretty quickly and um, the publisher accepted it and it went in and, It was published, and then I had a book in my hands like several weeks later. Wow! So, um, it was it was a heck of a process. It definitely was, and uh, you know, I was definitely glad to be done with it. I was very much just relieved, you know, more than excited. I was just absolutely relieved that it was done, Mm -hmm. and uh, that I could just walk away from it um, essentially.
2: Who designed the cover?
3: Go ahead. Who
2: designed the cover?
3: Um, it was someone at Dark Moon Press that did.
2: Oh, of course. I'm not. Wow. Yeah,
3: it, it it turned out really well. It really did. Um, I was very, um, you know, very happy with it. And um, it's uh, it's definitely a labor of. I don't, I don't, I don't know how much love is put into it, but it, it's, it was a labor of of. Blood, sweat, and tears—we'll put it that way. Yeah.
0: Um, I assume so, that's not you on the cover.
3: No, no, that, okay. that's. I didn't think so. that. Doesn't cover. really look
0: much like. Yeah. You know.
3: Yeah. No. No. That's we. I, I completely was against that from. You know. No. 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 no, <laughs> no me on the. So. Um, yeah, but it, it's it's definitely. Um, I've I've gotten pretty positive feedback as far as people, you know, um, delving in and and reading it it it's a very much more in-depth view of the entire thing um you know much much more in-depth than the uh the television uh uh episode mm-hmm. so um it's there and and again it's it's you know i'm hoping that people can read this and you know get it it'll shed some light on what the, the experience is is like a little bit more you know mm-hmm. and uh, make people think get people talking you know that that's what it's there for for people who may have experienced it or are experiencing it or know someone who does or might be you know mm-hmm. um give them a little bit of hope you know and right. um and and you know help them to see that they're not alone that was a big part of Um, My suffering was the isolation
0: when Mm -hmm. when the
3: whole. Oh, yeah. Having nobody to
0: talk to. Yeah. And a lot of people that might be listening and might have gone through something like this. And, and, you know, especially in the way you're phrasing it and the way you're putting it and everything that now might have, you know, someone to talk to and definitely a good book to read the exorcism. Cindy Sauer is the name of the book. Uh, Sauer is S-A-U-E-R. Yes, I've had my Red Bull now. Uh, <laughs> Exorcism of Cindy Sauer. You can find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And on her uh, Facebook public page, uh, Cindy yeah. Sauer. S-A-U-E-R. And I think mm-hmm. you're, you have a website, a Wix website, right?
3: Yes, I do. And it is also Cindy Sauer at Wix site. And... Um, so it'll be either myself or John who is also he's my manager
0: um, oh, nice? yes
3: so we 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 um you know we respond very quickly if if someone you know if someone's struggling to um i'm just gonna put putting it out there that if you feel like something is happening and you know there's a difference between people who okay well I think I'm you know I've got a demon and it's this is happening and that's happening but and then there are people who are just completely desperate, who who need help, you know, and, and they're, they're not, because people who really have this going on aren't going to jump out there and say, hey, I've got a demon. You,
0: right. you
3: don't want it. You don't want to have it. And you don't want to accept the fact that it's happening. Mm-hmm. And you certainly don't want to go and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the people that, you know, it, they don't. They're afraid to reach out. Has
2: has uh, reading has writing this book sitting made it easier for you to talk about it, Reliving. Because I know you had to relive a lot of those experiences that you had.
3: Yeah, I think there was a certain amount of, um, you know, of of uh, letting go that happened. You know, mm-hmm. when when writing the book, and it was definitely cathartic. Um, you know, it pushed me through these situations. And, you know, I had me having to face and deal with, you know, some of the, the pain and the grief. And, um, you know, I, I think it does make it easier to talk about because there's, you know, there's that outlet there and, the, mm-hmm. and there's that source that people have that they can go to and and look at and, and maybe get some sort of, you know, some sort of um, information from it mm-hmm. and, and some if it can just help in some small way, one person, you know, and, and inform people, you know, on some level, then, then, you know, that, that's, what's important. And, Mm -hmm. and that's what I want it to be there for, you know, not, not to tell my story or tell the story of, of a demon or it's, it's, it's deeper than that. It's more, it's definitely, it's more than that. The book and and the story there, there's a broader scope to it than that and i i want i think that's another thing that people need to understand is this is not some you know scary story that just wraps up and is done and and that's very much what it's like for people who go through this it's not it's it's not a one and done thing and there's not this fix and this cure all and this one answer there's not a formula or a recipe that that you can use or a you know some sort of you know spell or ritual to just end it all it, it's once this happens, it doesn't go away that easy. And that's another thing that people need to understand. If you're playing with fire, you're going to get burned. And in this case, you know, the burn doesn't heal and it doesn't go away. It, it doesn't just magically disappear. Um, so so you hope. think
0: you're still going through that? I mean, uh, you mentioned hope a while back. So I wanted to focus on that for a moment because it, it seems like you're, you know, even though it's kind of an ongoing thing, it seems like it's mostly... Uh, through now and and I think there was something I saw of yours that said something about how, how light uh, can defeat the darkness mm-hmm. and, and so I wanted to focus the question on that because I'm kind of a light guy okay and, and um, <clears throat> but you know and you can of course hit home the point that this thing isn't over but it seems to be a bit distanced now so it, it begs the question what do you think keeps you uh, uh kind of graduated from this thing uh is there a different uh different kind of uh, vibration within you let's say you know that, that that uh is uh happier or kind of a higher energy uh type of level thing from a a lower energy level thing where you where this first hit you or or is it anything even like that
3: um you know i i can't say that that um in me there's something that that is different and changed that um would make it easier um i will say that th- that there are some people that when these things happen and when these things are a part of your life that you are essentially a beacon um it's not something that is is is. You know, I think a lot of people think, okay, a demon and it possessed you, and then you got an exorcism, and you know, then things got better. And but the thing is that it's it's like it's like having a a, a gate or a door that's closed, and these things are on the other side, and not just one or two or ten, but many, and they're there and. They are always trying to get through that gate. They're always trying to get through that door. All they need is a, a weak point, is is a weak space. That's all they need. And they're there. They're, this is a familiar door to them.
1: Mm-hmm. This
3: is a familiar gate. And they're going to stay at that gate because they know what's on the other side. They know it's familiar. And they know it. You know, it's There's a sense of knowing about it. And, um, you know, I have people that say, that many people that have said, you know, stay strong. Um, you have to always stay strong and remember to keep your faith strong. And you have to, you know, always be on guard and always just strength is the answer. And that we're human beings. Right. We, we're human. How can a human being stay strong all the time?
0: Yeah, right. Well, was, what, what do you think initially, you know, I mean, crossed a point where you felt, you know at least distanced enough from this, uh, at least for the time being to to write about it I mean what was the kind of the the, the point of grace for you when you at um, least felt that the initial thing was was uh if not over at least uh done for a little while i mean, well much- it
3: was it was it was a struggle for a few years um once I moved here, there was a definite lull in you know in things, and it was during that time when I had this this sort of break that um you know allowed me to be able to do this and to write and, and to get it done. Um it it's I mean I can't say that there's a there's a happy ending per se mm-hmm. um and that I will be okay, you know, for the rest of my life. I can't say that. And I, I that's another thing that I, I'll I'm I'm am I'm honest about this. I'm not sugar. I don't ever sugarcoat it. I don't ever, um, you know, just, I, I, I'm just, I'm very, I'm very candid about it. And I can't say that it's gonna, that I'm gonna be okay.
1: Hmm. I
3: can't do that. Because that's not that's not the truth. I don't know that.
1: Hmm. I, I
3: don't know that I'm gonna, you know, that it's gonna be fine forever. I don't know that I'm not gonna have to have another two, one, two, three, five exercise. I don't know. Mm. Um, that's, that's the great unknown with this. You, you, you don't, um, you, you can't say for sure, um, regardless of whether my faith is completely strong and, and that I feel, you know, good and I feel, um, okay. Um, that doesn't mean I'm going to stay okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And, um, you know, I, I did, that's, that's another thing is that, you know, people, have a preconceived idea about it, what it's like to be afflicted and what it's like life after, you know, and, and this is life after. Um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. There's a great unknown about it. We, we, we know little. And so I, I don't know. I mean, there are questions I have that may not ever be answered. And, um, I would like to say that one day this is going to be completely over with, you know, Mm -hmm. I have hope in that I have faith in that. I will say that the one thing that has helped me, the one thing that, seems to be effective and that these things really don't like is authentic real love
1: mm-hmm. not
3: you know not people who oh you know I love you this is you know or people who love you for gain or love mm-hmm. you because right. you know there there's a there's a an, an ulterior motive but people who genuinely honestly care about you love you and not because you're there's brother or sister or Child or mother, but because, because they choose to,
1: mm-hmm.
3: they make choice, and that is huge. Yeah, that's huge because that it's hard to fight. No matter how dark it is, that that's one thing that it is a huge weapon is love. Cindy, I want
2: to I want to ask you a question real quick though. Yeah, what is your mm-hmm. favorite color? Blue. Blue. Okay, mm-hmm. if you can send me your address. After yeah. the show, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you something very personal, <coughs> and I want to give okay. it to you.
3: So, all right, thank
2: no, you. I, I want to make you that. something.
0: So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it won't break apart or anything like that. It, it, it won't.
2: <laughs> I'll have it blessed with holy water and such.
3: Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. Chip,
2: anything right. else, bud? We have got about um, 20, 15 minutes yep. here.
0: Oh, um, but I do no, want to say something really real
2: quick. To... I do want to say something real quick, though. Sure. Go
3: mm-hmm. ahead.
2: Uh, when it's all said and done, Cindy, good always wins, yeah. wins over evil. Mm-hmm.
3: It does. Eventually, Absolutely. that's you know? what. Yes, and that's you know what. I'm not. I'm not a person to give up. I'm a fighter, and um, I smile every day. <laughs> and um, I, I, I'm thankful for the things I have every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not. This is not going to destroy me, and it's not going to destroy my life. And I'm going to be happy regardless. Yeah. So you
0: the can't fact let that one... I have
3: have someone who wants to fight that that gives you more more strength,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and and you know it gives you because they it it's not a, a thing for them. It's not a it's not like oh man we have to deal with this you know. Like, yeah. let's do this. Let's do it. Let's go. You know, mm-hmm. and that, that gives you a certain sense of, of power that you that you haven't had before. Mm-hmm. And it also breaks up the the isolation and the feeling like nobody, you know, that everybody's afraid, you know. So yeah. and so and, and that's another message that I want to, you know, get out to people, regardless of whether, you know, the experience that you're having is is something negative or or it's something that's just very scary um, when you have someone who is there, who's who's willing to, you know, be there no matter what and and to not hold judgment and not say, OK, you know, you're going through this, but I really I'm tired of doing this, you know, or, you know, this is wearing me out because I guarantee you the person that's going through it is worn out 10 times more. <laughs> and when they need that support, it is extremely important for that support to be there no matter how exhausting it is and no matter how scary it is it it does amazing things for for that individual when someone's there no matter what and it's unconditional Mm -hmm. um that kind of positivity is what helps that kind of positivity is what keeps that person going and that could be the difference between that person wanting to end it all and wanting to keep fighting exactly that's Mm -hmm. important it's important for people to be there for these people, even if you don't really believe it, even if you're not sure, mm-hmm. you know, you never know. And and it could make all the difference in the world.
0: We have to love each other, don't we, Cindy? I
3: yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And
0: I like you, you used the term unconditional because that's really the most important part. And that kind of yes. really, you know, puts a cap on what you've uh, been trying to explain with uh, as, as far as. You know of the the kind of love that mm-hmm. really defeats this you know right. and again it's not love for personal gain it's not being kind for personal gain you know it's true yeah. kindness it's unconditional love yes. and i think our our listenership you know can close their eyes for a moment and focus some unconditional love toward you you know, and our listeners aren't going to be asking for stuff from you. Well, it may be an autograph for a book, you know, <laughs> sort
1: of, yeah. aside awesome. from that,
0: you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, I think because a collective consciousness, unconditional love, you know, is extremely powerful. And the, the power of our listenership here is phenomenal. So mm. yes. I think uh, all our listeners, you know, can, can send you, uh, sour some some unconditional love. You know and and thoughts and prayers i think you know people say thoughts and prayers but often prayers really are sending unconditional love because you yes
3: they are yes it's definitely a form of that
0: and you're talking about the grace of any given day now and and uh you know and and that's an important point too and that's another conversation to have because i i think a lot of us you know look at our days and think oh well i could have said this or i could have done that or you know how miserable they went when they were always moments that made you smile or, or made you take yes. pause or, or made you feel included. And and it's nice to see that it, you're looking at each given day now like that. Of course, you have a reason to, you know, but it, it sets another conversation in motion that, that should, you know, also be a part of the conversation is, is to appreciate, you know, those around you see them as gifts. I mean, if you could see them through the eyes of like a seven-year-old child where you see all the magic yeah. and you know, and and that kind of grace and innocence, uh, um, you know, that that helps too. Uh,
3: it's a beautiful thing. It is. It definitely is.
0: Yeah, but you, you're you know you've really uh, encouraged some very important conversations, and you know, and uh, boy, we really can't thank you enough for that. You know, I mean that, that's a, a beautiful thing. You know. Well, thank
3: and, you for having me on. Thank you for allowing me to to discuss it. I appreciate it.
0: Well, you know, we're we're happy to have that discussion. Uh, I, I'm gonna do a shameless plug for Timmy and his his rosary beads because you know, I mean, yeah. it you know, and he's got he's got what you've got pictures on him, and and where can they find the pictures, Timmy? Uh,
2: on the R.J. Rocks Rosary Creations website, and on the uh, Rosary Rocks R.J. Yeah. or RJ Rock's Rosary Creations Etsy page. Um, They start out at $15 a a piece, and they go up to like $20 a piece Um, for the car rosaries. I I just have one uh, full five-decade rosary on there for sale. But uh, I also have the uh, five-decade rosary bracelets as well that I make.
0: Yeah. And R J Rocks, by the way, R- R- Rocks is R O X, you know, as in short for Roxbury. So, R J Rocks,
1: Rosary uh, Creations,
0: the Rosary Creations, you know, and they're gorgeous too. And and Cindy, I think you'll love the one that whichever one Timmy has picked out for you. It'll be your favorite color. I know that, but <laughs> I'm a little jealous because he's never offered to send me one. You know, not yet. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> If you, if uh, we, we do again want to mention uh, the the book, which uh, was uh, released in May of this year. So, it, in essence, it's brand new. Um, already, you know, I mean, the talk of the water cooler here, The Exorcism of Cindy Sauer. That's S-A-U-E-R, uh, Cindy Sauer, which you can find on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble, on her public Facebook page, the Cindy Sauer public Facebook page, and her uh, website, which is uh, part of the Wix. so what is it, Cindy? Uh, cindysour.wix.com? Yeah, it, yeah, it's Cindy
3: Sauer
0: At At WIC site, okay. See, I haven't gotten my, my, you know, I started one, but I can't figure out that stuff, you know, it's too complicated.
3: Oh, I know. It I'm is old, complicated. though,
0: you know, it doesn't help that I'm old, you know, <laughs> or, or, you know, smartphone ready or any of that stuff, and, you know, so it's still kind of sitting there <laughs> with somebody else's resume, you know, to, to make up. <laughs> most of the, you know, the things, so I haven't, I haven't announced mine publicly yet.
2: And, um, but tom- I'm going to say, uh, <laughs> tomorrow, um, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be on Studio B, we're going to be talking wow. to Travis Short, uh, we're going to talk about Mothman and other cryptids, uh, hmm. other cryptic things, uh, that are out yeah. there, such as UFOs, um, Travis is a talk radio host on um, a couple Tennessee uh, AM and FM stations. So we're going to be talking with him tomorrow. And uh, next week, no, next Tuesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, Anita Intenza and Chris Levis, that's uh mother and son, uh, they also had their story featured on A Haunting. Uh, Anita had wrote two books about what she experienced uh, with her friend's items that she, that were collected from various locations throughout the world. Uh, there were some things that have went on in her friend's home, uh, probably related to those objects. We'll going to be talking with her and her son, Chris, next week, next Tuesday, at 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on Studio A. And uh, like I said, tomorrow, 5 to 7 on Studio B, we'll be talking to Travis Short.
0: Yeah, so, nice. Special Halloween show. Yes, we are howling at the moon still. <laughs> <laughs> howling at the moon, Timmy. Yeah, so, uh, Timmy. And- <laughs> Monster Timmy today for Halloween. Monster Timmy and tomorrow too. Yep, yep, yep. Monster Timmy.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. So Chip, if
0: you want to go ahead, and, uh, oh have yeah, some final yeah, comments sure. and take she- us out and show yeah. up. Uh, yes. A shameless plug for Chip here. You know, uh, so I do have my own radio show and and. Uh, Cindy, I told you I was, you know, kind of a light guy. We've got a show called Kindness Beyond the Veil, where we look at the kinder side of the the paranormal and metaphysics and extraterrestrial and psychic worlds, you know. because They, they do exist, we like to point them out. The Kindness Beyond the Veil, each and every Monday from 7 to 9 p.m. right here on LNMRadioNetwork.com. or on Studio A uh, every Monday from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. And then 12 hours later, Tuesday, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern, And, of course, I'm co-hosting here with Timmy. And, boy, we got a busy week this week. Uh, Yeah, and uh, exciting guest next week. Uh, uh, We have a catalyst and expert in happiness and kindness. Cool. So uh, she, of course, belongs on kindness beyond the veil. Uh, Kylie Reardon is her name. And she is a specialist in kindness and happiness. So we're going to talk about that. And in two weeks, Professor Jansenius T. Lange, who um works with uh with uh urban youth and troubled youth and and uh, uh really teaches enlightenment and spirituality to them uh with his uh mind development uh, institute program so next couple of weeks we'll be talking to some very hard-working light workers on kindness beyond the veil uh and i guess that's the end of my shame this flood timmy eh?
2: cindy you know? you got anything to say to our listeners in closing
3: I, you know i just want to thank you guys for having me on again and tim thank you uh again for for the start for my start you know 4 years ago it's That's right
0: it's, 4 years ago today yeah yes it's a friendiversary
3: so, and, yeah. yes it is so yeah just thank you for that and um you know just uh i i appreciate this this platform to be able to speak about this and and i hope that it was informative and i hope you know that the people have a have a better insight on you know w- what this might be like
0: mm-hmm. well we definitely have a appreciation for for your perspective and your take and the way that you're having this conversation, and all of the things that you dispelled, which I think is of of the ultimate importance mm-hmm. you know because yeah we're you know i i mean uh you know and and timmy and i have have not gone through. Uh, the same kind of things you've gone through. At least I can speak for myself. I'd think mm. to me, you haven't gone through anything like that, right? No, no, no. Just making sure.
2: Not that I know of, but in, in, yeah, right. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I, but I am. We do, I am familiar we do get with
0: annoyed it. when we see that sort of thing, you know, being pushed on 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 TV. So you know, I mean, people see bad procedure in paranormal investigations and then they go out and think that's the way it's done mm-hmm. so you know and cindy uh, dispelled a lot of that today which you know uh we're very grateful for but uh you know more especially is is um you know just the overwhelming amount of people seemingly that they take a bad day or a string of bad days or a string of bad luck and automatically say oh it's got to be evil it's got to yeah. be demonic it's got to be you know uh possession or, or something and and here's somebody that, you know, went through an experience that, A, she didn't ask for, B, she didn't expect at all, and and C, she, you know, uh, is trying to dissuade people who do expect that sort of thing. Yeah. Because, you know, you you get what you look for, you know, mm-hmm. if, you, if you're not careful, and, and this was an extremely important story. The Exorcism of Cindy Sauer, the book is out now, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, the Cindy Sauer public Facebook page. And uh, the Wix website there, Cindy mm-hmm. Sauer, at Wix, uh, at Wix what? At Wix something. Dot com, right? Yes, just com. Yep. Okay. Dot okay. com. Yes. Okay. Yes. Boy, yeah, I guess you know the Red Bull's flowing. <laughs> and in <laughs> yeah, there's 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 not
2: a there's not too many uh, stories of, of of demonic possession that I would say are credible. Um, right. That this story. And and the uh, Kramer story is to me the most credible uh, stories of, of something negative that I've ever heard of. The most mm. the most credible that I've ever been heard, you know been told or been heard of. So yeah. that you know, and there's not like I said, there's not too many credible stories out there. But this story and the demon in Brownsville Road story are very very credible.
0: Yeah, and and it also sets another important conversation, which is the importance of unconditional love. You yeah,
3: know?
2: and unconditional
0: yeah. love and kindness.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, but wait, boy, we you know, I mean, it it's such an uh, honor to uh, officially meet you and and speak with you today, and and to hear your message, and and uh, you know, we we feel that we've really gained a lot out of this. You know, mm-hmm. I I am. I am touched personally that, that you know, I, I I get to hear just the way that you frame these things. And, and uh, you really set an awful lot of important messages and start a very important conversation, which needs to be had, you know, and this from the kindness guy, which is, you know, I mean, so uh, I definitely appreciate that. So thank you, Cindy Sauer.
3: Thank you very much, guys, for having me on.
0: Welcome.
3: Tim, Keep Take us
2: out here and we're, we're about to end the show pretty soon.
0: Yeah, I know, right? Boy, like so like she said, time flies. You know, she was mentioning how, how four years flies by, but you know, this is fast as two hours of radio here. <laughs> yeah. It's by quick, and you know, it's too bad because the Red Bull just kicked in. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to talk to my wife now, and she's not gonna be happy about that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, Chip, you need to start the Red Bull an hour before the show, like I do. Yeah, I guess
0: so. Yeah, I know. That I, way, I, I, by
2: by the time air, you know five o'clock comes, you're you're ready to go.
0: I well, it was those hot dogs, man. I'm going to blame the hot dogs. Hot dogs
3: you know? the hot dogs.
2: <laughs> you're going
0: to have stomach pains after yeah, at that At least I can be part of the club on that. You know? That's what I was
3: going to say. It's because you're not at the McDouble Club. Yeah,
0: I'm not at the McDouble Club. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I paid, paid a dear price for that today.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, my goodness. Even, even if you throw uh, ketchup
2: and mustard on a hot dog, it just doesn't compare.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Well, you're, you know, you're, you're near Pittsburgh, man. They got the best mustard in the world there, I think. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we got the best, uh, the best uh, fries and and chipped ham sandwiches too.
0: Yeah. Right. We
1: put yeah, fries I know. on everything. Rub
0: that into. <laughs> <laughs> Where well, I we don't have really have anything. You know, <laughs> it's the state capital. That's about it.
2: So. Yeah, gotta have gotta have fries and coleslaw on a sandwich. You you're not a Pittsburgher if you don't.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> see, I I visited Pittsburgh, so I know that.
2: Yeah.
3: Yep.
1: Yep.
0: yep. Yeah.
2: Fries and coleslaw and, makes yeah. everything taste better.
0: Yeah. So.
3: We we just have fried chicken.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think we uh, we can stand defeated on that too, though I think.
3: And biscuits.
0: Oh, yeah. you know, see there she goes. You're rubbing it in just like he's rubbing it. You know, I got nothing. You know, I got politicians. Nobody wants to talk about them. You know, and that's including me. I don't want to talk about them either. You know. All right, guys, Um, it's
2: time for us to go. So.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Once once we come up with that one, that's yeah. That's how we're going to end the show. Yeah.
2: That's it. Time's wasting away here. So. (laughs) night, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And be (laughs) sure. Be sure to listen tomorrow, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. 5
0: to 7 p.m. Eastern. On Studio B. B. Yeah.
2: Get tongue tied here from this monster drink.
0: Yeah, well, that'll do it. See, you know. My tongue just loosened up because, you know, my mind just kicked in. And, I'm telling you. But I'm, I'm late to everything. I'm late to McDoubles. I'm, you know, I'm late to. You know, <laughs> and, yeah, I'm late to say thank you for joining us today with uh, the great Tim Roxbury on Supernatural Realm. Tomorrow we're. 5 to 7 on Studio B, uh, and next week we're here, as we are always, Tuesdays from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on com Studio A. We thank you all for listening. We love you. And, uh, yeah, we'll continue to send uh, prayers and unconditional love to our friend Cindy Sauer, who has really changed the way we look at, uh, at possession, you know, in the most important way, and we can't thank her enough for that.
2: And on that note, I'm going to say night. To our yep. Take
0: care, though. everybody. Good
1: night. <laughs>
2: Natural Realm has been a production of the L&M Radio Network.